If you are putting off your gratitude thinking, well, I don't have what I want right now, but when I have this, oh, I'll feel so grateful then. I'll be so happy then. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can't feel that gratitude right now in this moment for the things you already have, then what makes you think when that future moment comes, you'll be able to feel the gratitude for it? Or will you just be focused on yeah. the next thing? The one day fallacy. Welcome to the Abundant Couples Podcast. We are your hosts, Cassidy and Matt. And we're here to help you, awesome growth-minded human, create the most flourishing relationship that you know is possible. In this podcast, we'll dive deep into topics of relationship, intimacy, and lifestyle freedom. We believe that a great relationship is fuel for everything else in your life. So let's jump in and get fueled up. Welcome back. We're back. We're back. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Excited to be back on the podcast. It's been like a year since we've done an episode together. Yeah. Yeah, it has. So what's been going on in this year? Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. Yeah, done a bunch of traveling. We went to Mexico and El Salvador and Panama. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that was about five months in our winter time. Really nice trip there. And you've been, well, so a little bit of background why Matt hasn't been on the podcast in the past year. And I've just been doing some interviews and then taking a break from the podcast. Matt's been super focused on real estate and investing and just like optimizing that business for us, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a big year in real estate. We've uh, sold four properties and uh, yeah, really building up a big cash war chest to start reinvesting pretty soon. Amazing. Amazing. What else have we been up to? You've been doing some awesome coaching. True. Yeah. I've been running a program. I just launched a six-week program for the first time, which is super fun and I'm really loving running that and I'm really loving relationship coaching in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And learning a lot this year in the uh, coaching program that I'm in. So that's been fantastic. Yeah. 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 I've been on the hunt for some land so we can buy a big chunk of land on Vancouver Island and build some off grid, cool eco homes. Excited for that. It's coming soon. It's coming. I can feel it. It's so close. Yep. Yeah. It's right there. It's right there. Yeah. Just need to do some manifesting and all the stuff we we teach here to to make that happen. Yeah. I'm feeling this year or early next year when we're finding it. Yeah. Yeah. How about this year? Cool. Sure. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to a Joe Dispenza retreat in a couple of weeks. This Mm -hmm. advanced uh, week-long advanced retreat. So let's bring that intention into the epic space of the Joe Dispenza retreat. Mm-hmm. Supercharge that intention. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I've been doing that and, of course, having fun. Lots of adventures. Yeah. Lots of hikes and mountain biking. Yeah. Music. Yeah. Dancing. Oh, yeah. For me. All the good stuff. Yeah. yeah not me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get mad to dance, but. Yeah. Not so much. Not so much. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, amazing. So today on the podcast, we're talking about abundance. This is the Abundant Couples podcast, Mm -hmm. after all. So it's about time we talk about abundance and specifically what does abundance mean to us? How do we practice abundance? Like how do we actually bring abundance into our lives? So we'll talk about some more broad things and we'll also talk about some practical things that we do to be in a state of abundance. Yeah, because abundance is more of a state than an actual destination or anything. It's that way of being, way of living. Yeah, abundance to us, abundance isn't a state of wealth financially. It's really being in alignment with the natural abundance that is already around us. If you look at nature, nature is abundant. Everything in nature is abundant and we are a part of nature. It's easy to forget that as humans because we live in so many ways. We live so separately from nature, but we are a part of nature. So when we can align ourselves with the laws of nature, we flourish. And one of the laws of nature is abundance. Yeah. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, there's always an infinite number of pieces everything to us there's trillions of cells in our body and likewise there's yeah always enough abundance for every aspect of our life and when we focus on that then the i suppose the typical thoughts of abundance and material wealth will stem from there easily and flow rather than focusing on that which can kind of um constrict other areas of your life Mm -hmm. so Coming from that state of being is what gives rise to the abundance in all the different parts of uh, of our life. Totally. Yeah. So we kind of came up with these five mm, components or five things to live with more abundance. And actually, we were just talking to our friend yesterday and he had this great quote, I forget who the quote was by, but it was something like, all models are wrong, some are helpful. I think he made that up. Did he? Yeah. I think it was a quote. Could have been. Maybe. Anyways, it's a great one. Yeah, because this, you know, we like to put things into models that are helpful for us and how we approach something, how we think about something. And then hopefully when we put it into that model, it kind of gives it an easier package to deliver it to you in. So hopefully you find it helpful in the model we give you, these five points in this case. But of course, abundance is an abundant subject. (laughs) So it's, you know, it's not that these are the only five things to do with abundance, but it's a... Yeah, a convenient package to talk about abundance within. Yeah. Yeah, so number one, get your mind right. So this is all about learning to pay attention to your thoughts and then to be able to choose thoughts that are in alignment with possibility and with abundance rather than with scarcity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is where your quality of life really gets determined is by the quality of your thoughts 
So we, you know, think tens of thousands of thoughts each day. If the majority of them are negative, then we will probably have more negative experiences than if they were positive. I used to have a lot of negative thoughts. And then after some meditation, self-awareness, and just hanging around cats a lot, uh, <laughs> my, yeah, over time I noticed my general thoughts shifting more and more positive, and I enjoyed life a whole lot more. And then, of course, great things would kind of happen from there. So when we can be in that state of really great thoughts or just kind of tip the scales to being in a state of of uh, flow and joy and abundance, then, yeah, good things stem from there. Yeah. So... The first step here is you need to be aware of your thoughts. Yes. Because most of the thoughts that we're having on a moment-to-moment basis are happening totally outside of our consciousness. They're unconscious thoughts. Mm -hmm. And most of them are the same thoughts we had yesterday. I think it's 95%, they say, and most people are 95% of the thoughts. Autopilot, repetitive, same ones as yesterday. Probably not the most constructive. Yeah. A lot of them are just mundane things. Yep. But we also have habitual ways of thinking about everything in our life. So if you think about what is your automatic thought response when you think about something you would love to do? Mm-hmm. Say your partner says to you, oh, wouldn't it be great to go on a trip to Spain? Mm-hmm. What's the automatic thought that you have in that moment? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I haven't been there yet. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> because we've aligned our yeah. thoughts to possibility. Yeah. But it's... Cool. Interesting to notice, maybe your automatic response is, well, that, that'd be hard to do, or we wouldn't have enough money for that this year, or, oh, wouldn't that be nice, but da 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 yeah. da So those are thoughts of scarcity. And what we want to do is start to align ourselves with thoughts of possibility. So instead of thinking that'd be nice, but we can think of how could that be possible? Mm-hmm. How might that be possible? Cool little life hack trick that we were talking about the other day is when you said that would be nice, but, and switching, instead of using the word but, switch it to and. That'd be nice, and maybe money's a bit of a challenge right now. Cool. Let's, you know, figure out how to do it. Instead of a reason not to, we look at holding multiple um, realities at the same time and see how we can best... uh, shape them yeah because it's not about denying your current reality if you legitimately are tight on money and it would be a big challenge to be able to save money to go on a trip to spain this year that's reality it's not that we're going to just ignore that and be unrealistic but if (laughs) yeah and (laughs) and if we stay stuck in stay focused on that being our reality, then nothing else becomes possible. Mm -hmm. So to be able to acknowledge that as our current reality and make space for things outside of that reality, that's the only way that we're going to create the things outside of that reality. So yes, money's tight right now. And what are some things we could do to make a trip to Spain possible? And that's where the creative mind gets switched on by asking Mm -hmm. questions of possibility. And when you're in your creative mind, you're allowing the flow of abundance. Mm -hmm. And then you start getting those little insights or intuition and you start 
kind of opening yourself up to some of the magic of the world that helps create that abundance and bring it into your life. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing about your thoughts is that, so say you have a habitual way of thinking that anytime a possibility comes up, you have a thought that goes something like, oh, that's not going to work. So that thought, there's a very deep groove in your brain, a very strong neural pathway because you've been thinking that thought so many times for so long. So what happens as you become aware of that pattern of thinking, and then every time the pattern of thinking comes up, if you notice it and then choose a different thought, like how could we make this happen? Then over time, every time you choose that new thought, you're now grooving in this new neural pathway. And every time you think this new thought, this new neural pathway is strengthening. And every time you don't think the old thought, it's actually beginning to disintegrate. And it's actually after 20 days of not using a neural pathway regularly, it actually starts to disintegrate and dissolve. And then this new neural pathway, the new thought that you're choosing, gets stronger and stronger. So after 20 to 30 days of choosing a new thought, you'll really start to see a shift in your thinking that will then shift the way you approach situations and will actually really begin to change your life. Yeah, basically building those uh, brain muscles up by using them. And then, yeah, you'll have the muscle of abundance after not too long mm -hmm. doing that. And it takes a commitment. It does. Um, and a constant reminder to yourself to pay attention to your thoughts. Practicing meditation is a very powerful way yep. to help with this because that's really the way to become aware of your thought patterns. If your thought patterns are currently running on unconscious mode, then how are you going to pay attention to them? Yep. Meditation helps you train yourself to watch your thoughts, to notice your thoughts so that you can actually pay attention to them and change them. Yeah, highly recommend. Highly recommend. And you've got some great meditations out there, don't you? Hey, I do. Hey. Yeah. Cool. Maybe we'll put those somewhere. Yeah, actually, yeah. yes, they're on my website. Cool. So you can right find them. Link them in the I'll link them notes. into the description. The website's AbundantCouples.com, and there are some free meditations up there. Well, actually, they're by donation, so you... If, could be free. Could be free if you want them to, and if you feel like paying five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks, a whatever million. you feel. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> a million dollar meditation. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're on there by donation, so enjoy. Yeah. Another really good kind of indicator or barometer of like where your thoughts are, even if you're not, if you don't notice them right away, but you can kind of tell what kind of grouping of thoughts they are based on how you feel. Mm. If you're generally, you know, um, anxious or worried or, you know, you just have kind of feeling of agitation, chances are you're thinking thoughts that... Um, Generate those feelings. Generate or encourage them. Encourage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah which leads us to cool. our no. second point. Yeah. Get your feelings right. Boom. Yeah, so that's a really good point is that if you're not aware of your thoughts, your feelings can give you a clue to what the thoughts might be. 
Mm-hmm. It's our thoughts influence our feelings, and it goes the other way too. Our feelings influence our thoughts. Yep. So it's one of those other kind of maybe overly simplistic models that could be right, could be not, depending if it's useful or not. But um, early in our personal development, we heard that um, your thoughts will lead to your feelings, which will cause you to act in a certain way, and your actions will produce results. Um, so essentially, what you think will be what you create. And you can even go one step further is the things that influence your thoughts are your environment as well. That's why we've made it a really big point to be really conscious and aware of our environment over the years because that can ultimately shape your life in a big way. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and so one thing actually as I learn more and more about the nervous system and um, how our earliest imprints are stored in our nervous system. The interesting thing is that, yes, our thoughts lead to our feelings, but also our feelings lead to our thoughts. And Mm -hmm. this is, I think, where a lot of personal growth stuff gets it not quite right, is that there's too much focus on just change your thoughts and then you'll feel differently. And that is a tool that can be helpful but the thing is, so, mu- so many of our feelings are created like very early in life and they're stored in the body, in our unconscious. And our conscious mind doesn't even have access to them. So the mm-hmm. part of our mind that thinks and that could do exercises at like changing our thoughts, that's our neocortex. And our neocortex doesn't have access to the part of our nervous system that stores these imprints and that generates the emotions. That's more in our primal nervous system. So we can do all the work to change our thoughts, but then if we haven't worked on the deeper layers of what's kind of been stored in our unconscious, in our nervous system, then we'll probably find ourselves falling back into the same patterns because the feeling is still there. So that's why this is the second point is getting your feelings right. So this is about getting really aware of your body. Just like in the first point, we were talking about getting really aware of your thoughts. This time it's about getting really present in the body and practicing feeling what you're feeling in your body. Mm-hmm. Because our body really gives us our first signals for everything. Um, right. And there's no point overriding that feeling with trying to just do positivity, positivity without fully allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling. Exactly. So this means first feeling what is getting in the way of experiencing alignment with abundance. Hmm. So if there are things from childhood where you had messages and experiences around money and resources, a scarcity around resources being available in your family and not being fully cared for or whatever it is. These kinds of things will be stored in your body. So before trying to pile new positive thoughts on top of that, we really need to go in and feel what's already there. So that requires really getting present with the body, 
getting curious and just allowing yourself to feel what's present in the body, to feel what current emotions you have around abundance, around resources and all of this. So it's about aligning your body as well in a state of abundance. Feeling what does it feel like in my body to be in alignment with abundance? And then notice if there's anything that comes up in your body that is resistant to that. So as, what do you do? And then you allow yourself to feel that piece of resistance. So rather than trying to push it away, going, you're not welcome here, you give it space to be there, welcome it, it's part of you, and then you can get curious with it and, you know, see why it's here. Is it trying to protect you? Because in the past, money was a source of stress or danger. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a, it's a bit of a process, and that's something that I work with my clients on, um, not just with abundance, but in love and in relationships and in any areas to be able to go in, feel where these pieces of resistance are that are stopping us from having the things we desire, allowing ourselves to feel them so that we can then align our feelings with a state of abundance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a state that feels good, feels fun, freedom, very natural state of living. Mm-hmm. State yeah. of possibility. Yeah. yeah. Creativity of, um, yeah, I suppose when you integrate and you work with those negative feelings and you allow them to be and essentially dissolve because there's no longer that resistance, then what opens up there is just that spaciousness. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like abundance is the natural state. So once you peel back, the other layers that are there, what's left is abundance yeah, and love, mm-hmm. which are, I mean, very closely yeah. related. Mm-hmm. If not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Number three, direct your focus or in other words, align yourself. So this is, we talked a little bit about this when we were talking about our thoughts, but this is specifically Focusing your awareness on abundance and possibility. So this is putting confirmation bias to work in your favor. And this is putting your reticular activating system. RAS. I always have trouble saying that word. It's complicated. (laughs) Putting that to work. Because what what you tell your brain you want to focus on, you will find. That's how our brains work. It's like, uh, it's called the spotlight of your attention. So if you can imagine a big spotlight, uh, you know, you can put it anywhere you want to go. And so when you focus on the things that you want to create and attract, that's what really shows up. And again, you can supercharge your, your spotlight, increase, increase the uh, wattage there by, um, having that clarity, having that focus and being able to consistently direct your thoughts in a way that is focused and without wavering which mm-hmm. of course meditation helps so meditation you, helps. that's a really good visual that i like to use sometimes is the the spotlight of your awareness is where where you're focusing it yeah in any given moment 
where are you shining your spotlight of attention right now? Mm -hmm. And what you focus on grows. Yep. So the things that we focus on are so important to how we feel, the thoughts we have, and then ultimately the actions we take yep. in what we create in our lives. And relationships. And yes. Really just essentially presence when it comes down to it. And so if you can bring your presence and you overlay that with the future possibilities that you want to create, that becomes a powerful combination. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is where your environment comes in as well. The, mm -hmm. the people you spend time with, your physical environment, how can you have those help you be more aligned to a state of abundance? Mm -hmm. So for us, we have messages all over our home that yeah. make us feel great and remind us of you know, the, the positive things in our lives and what we're creating. Yep. We have the think and grow rich, uh, exercise where you write out your, your goal and what you're going to, uh, deliver in terms of service and when you intend to reach it. So we've got that in our bathroom where we see. So we every can read it every day. time we brush our teeth. Yep. Uh, you know, we've got nice plants around the house, just that nice state of life and spending growth. time in nature yep. also just because then you just have abundance all around you, you know, mm -hmm. spending time just reflecting on the beauty of nature and the abundance of nature is a beautiful thing too. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, number four, be of service. If you want to be in the flow of abundance, that requires there to be a flow. Abundance isn't a thing that is static and it's not a thing that is one way so immense abundance requires immense service mm -hmm. and yeah you see this in nature again all the time you look at trees there's that constant flow of oxygen carbon dioxide you've got you know cells in the body they're always moving exchanging and so that's yeah the same thing we can tap into that same power um that life has um, in store for us, then that's how you can both most naturally, I think easily and in a way that feels good, um, create that abundance. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I love the analogy of nature here, especially because it helps us to remember too, that service doesn't have to be a one for one exchange. Mm -hmm. Like I do something for you and you pay me. Mm -hmm. That's not how nature works. Nature isn't transactional on a one-to-one, -one, like bilateral mm -hmm. kind of thing. Nature is this big interwoven web of giving and receiving. Mm -hmm. So I might give to you over here and I might receive something somewhere else. Um, and actually this reminds us, we've so we're on a road trip right now. Oh, that's something we forgot to mention oh, yeah. in the intro. We're on Traveling a road trip across Canada. Across Canada. Yep. This, is, this has been fun. We've been yes. driving our Tesla across mm -hmm. the country, which is an adventure for us. We were, yeah, we're excited to see like, how does this work in yeah. an electric car? How do we drive all the way across Canada? But it's been actually no problem at yeah. all. Yeah. yeah, it's been fun. Nice. It drove most of the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we were on our road trip across Canada and we stayed with some friends of ours and we were going to be camping at their house and we got out our tent and somehow the poles weren't in the tent bag. Yeah. 
which was a bit of a problem because we were going to be doing a lot of camping yeah, on this trip. Yeah, we've done about two weeks of camping so far at different places. Um, and it's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm um, happy with the way that we responded. Cause, like way back in the past before doing any of the work that we've done, I probably would have gotten like frustrated or annoyed or like oh, one of us would have had to like we'd have to figure out who to blame about uh, it <laughs> yeah but i was just like oh that's oh, okay. funny cool. <laughs> okay. yeah we just laughed about it we're uh, like oh well i guess we'll figure something out because we always do yeah just that like oh all right i guess uh here's a fun little challenge yeah. and there's an example of aligning our thoughts yeah. with abundance right where it's yeah. become natural because before the scarcity thought would have been oh my gosh this is a problem yeah. this is so bad what are we going to uh, do about that? yeah like, but instead, our thoughts naturally go to, oh, okay, we'll figure something out. an interesting out. situation. Yeah, interesting. Cool. And I automatically started thinking like, oh, I guess we could sleep in the car. We could fold the seats down. Just possibilities mm-hmm. started coming in. But then something even more magical happened. Our friend said that since they recently had a baby, they upgraded to a bigger tent. And now they had this little two-person tent that they don't need anymore. And she said, you can have it. We don't need it here. It's yours. And we're just like, wow, abundance. This universe is so abundant. And for a moment I had, I felt like the need to repay her in some way. Like I thought for a second about asking if we could pay her for it or something. But then in the next moment I remembered, no, nature works this way. I've given so many things to friends and I've been a great host to friends when they come to our house and you know fed them and given freely to them without expecting anything in return and it Mm. feels really good to do that Mm. so uh, let me just be the receiver right now I don't need to give anything back in return let me give my friend the great feeling of giving freely Mm. and I think that's so important to remember because you know a lot of people have a hard time freely receiving hmm. to yeah. just accept a gift, an unexpected gift, especially to just accept it without feeling like you have to give something back. So it's good to remember that nature doesn't work on a one-to-one transactional level. Mm-hmm. Like the gifts circulate in all directions. So as long as you continue to give with an open heart, with, not expecting anything in return and then also allow yourself to receive openly without feeling the need to, you know, reciprocate that right away. It allows for that continual flow of abundance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah, it might happen on a small micro level like that on a tent or it might happen with, you know, your sources of, of income or wealth. And I've even found that in our various investments and things like a lot of time we'd put in all the work and you know not a whole lot would happen and then maybe a year or two later you know a waterfall of abundance comes or a different investment or um yeah that distinguishing that it doesn't have to be that one-to-one you know i put in the work here and this is where i'm you know compensated yeah it's uh if we are in the state of service of giving and of what what does Bob Proctor say? I'm willingly giving and graciously Graciously receiving. receiving. If you're in that state, then um, yeah, it will come. Just maybe not from the place that you expect. Yeah, just keep focusing on 
being of service in the best way possible that feels good to you. Oh, this is one other thing I want to mention about being of service. Mm -hmm. Um, Selfless service, right? The idea, I want to make a distinction around selfless service. To me, I feel that selfless service is about not expecting anything in return in the way that we were just talking about, like recognizing that everything comes back around um, and giving for the sake of the joy of giving. But there's a line. Selfless service doesn't mean you have to become a martyr and put yourself out and drain your own energy and empty your own cup by continuously giving, 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 giving and never accepting anything, never allowing yourself to receive. That's dangerous because that's not sustainable and that's not how nature works. You need to allow yourself to receive in order to be able to keep giving. Mm. So if you find yourself getting burnt out and getting drained because you're continuously giving to others, then it's time to open up to ways you can receive more as well and to give in ways that feel really good, to give for the joy of giving, to be of service in ways that feel really good because that in itself is nourishing. Mm -hmm. Like you receive when you're of service in a way that you really want to be and that feels really good to you, you receive that immediate energy back of just the joy of having been of service. Which is far more valuable than money. Yeah. 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 But if you're not receiving that and you feel like when you're being of service, it's draining Mm -hmm. your energy. Yep. And maybe it's time to reconsider the ways you're being of service. Mm-hmm. There's a great concept called the hedgehog approach, which is kind of a an intersection of three things of what you are good at, um, what you enjoy doing, and what the world needs. And so if you can find that intersection of those three things, things you love to do that, you know, is in demand out there and you, you are uh, skilled at it, that's a, a good place to, to start looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. I think that's it for that one. And so the last point is gratitude. Yeah. Gratitude, the key to abundance, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because so gratitude, deep, deep gratitude for everything you already have in your life right now. Yeah. In this moment. Because that's the only way that you'll ever be happy in the future is if you're happy now. Because you can't be conditional on your gratitude and happiness if something happens because then it'll always be conditional. Yeah. If you're just, you know, grateful for what you have now and excited for the future, then you will, of course, just bring in things that will continuously cause you to be grateful because you are practicing that feeling and you're in that state of the abundance. Totally. Yeah. If you are putting off your gratitude thinking, well, I don't have what I want right now, but when I have this, oh, I'll feel so grateful then. I'll be so happy then. Mm -hmm. Well, if you can't feel that gratitude right now in this moment for the things you already have, then what makes you think when that future moment comes, you'll be able to feel the gratitude for it? Or will you just be focused on the next thing? The one day fallacy. Yeah. I'll be happy when, you know, one day when this happens. Yeah. So I encourage you right now to think about 
where in your life are you caught up in that one day fallacy? This will be better when I'll be happy about this, when I'll be grateful for that, when just think about that for a moment. And then how can you find deep gratitude for what you already have in that area today, right now? Just appreciate the crap out of what you already have. Yeah, and practice that. Practice gratitude. I love to do gratitude meditations often. Um, training the <laughs> Training yourself to feel gratitude more of the time. It's something you can actually just sit down and practice. Just think about all the things you're grateful for. Do it every day. Do it every morning. Prime yourself to be in that state of gratitude. And you'll have more and more to be grateful for the more you practice being grateful. Mm -hmm. To kind of sum it up, I we've got a bit of a, almost a framework of abundance. So I'll run through these points. So first step is cultivating awareness of your thoughts and your feelings. So that's through meditation and through body awareness. So step one, awareness. Next step, gratitude for everything you have, everything you are right now. Then next is holding an intention for your future that excites you. And then this is the key is actually being grateful for that future as if it's already happened yes. and practicing that feeling and already, you know, visualizing what that's will be like and using all that uh, reticular activating system and all the biological things that happen to our advantage and drastically increasing your chances of it happening. Yes. Yeah, so, so have that intention and then be grateful for that future intention. Yeah, as if it's already happened. Mm -hmm. Then finding fulfillment and service in your current role, whether that's your current job or your current role as a parent or a friend or whatever other roles that you take, finding fulfillment and service in that current role. And then mapping out the big steps to move toward that future that you're already so grateful for. And then taking daily action, one thing every day. And most importantly, celebrate every single one of those actions. Every time you take an action that's in alignment with the future that you're creating, celebrate. Yeah, and that process actually comes from the book by Deepak Chopra called Abundance, which is a really great book that, uh, yeah, highly recommend uh, you check out. It was kind of from that, but we modified it. It was mm -hmm. like Most, loosely some of those steps. Yeah, I think that that's listed out there. But Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that is a great book. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but celebrate every... Every action you take, celebrate. Every time you notice yourself thinking a scarcity thought and then you intercept it and realign yourself with possibility thinking, celebrate. Every time you notice your stomach contract when you think about 
um, you know, something you want to create in your future. And then you have anxiety about how you're going to make it happen when you feel that stomach contract and then you bring your awareness to it and you allow yourself to feel it. And then you feel it, you feel it start to relax and open up, celebrate that. Yeah. Because celebrating is one of the best ways to reinforce and ultimately create new habits. Yep. Because you're giving yourself a dopamine hit and our bodies like dopamine helps keep us uh, alive and thriving. So when you can artificially give yourself that, you're, again, kind of hacking your brain in a sense to create the good habits of being in abundance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we got to say about abundance. And Mm -hmm. I think overall, abundance is really about living a life that feels really fulfilling and joyful and loving. And when you can align yourself to that life, that specifically for you feels fulfilling, feels joyful, feels loving, then you are already starting to open up to the flow of abundance. It's like the universe will provide you with everything you need to continue feeling joyful, loving, and fulfilled if that is your intention Mm -hmm. and if you are consciously choosing that every day. Yep is the most important thing you can do yeah to create abundance in your life amazing cool we'll see you next time yeah it's been nice being back with you later gator bye (laughs) thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed this episode please leave us a rating and a review and share it with the people that you care about because we can all use a little more love in our lives Until next time.